You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world today. My name is Kelly Munsrud, and I'm happy to be introducing Amy Leo today. Happy not only because I'm grateful to be part of this Revive Your Sanity team, but also to connect with you as a listener and share with you as one human being to another that it is completely possible for you to attain peace of mind like we are speaking of so passionately, so authentically. All I'm inviting you to do is give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance to let go of what it is that is your rat race today, right now. And open up a space in your mind that just allows some new thinking. Give yourself a chance to see just where your human experience is coming from. Ask yourself, where does it come from? Why am I so anxious? Why am I so stressed? Why does everything so urgent? Why am I not good enough? You are. You are. Sometimes maybe you like to go to a spa. Well, as Amy mentioned in the description so beautifully this morning as I read it, give yourself a chance and enter the spa for your mind as you listen to Amy. I have a choice in this moment. I can see it really clearly that I can either get on my high horse or have a pity party so I could fluctuate between righteousness or frustration, worry, and woe is me. I could do those things based on a difficult circumstance that I'm up against currently in my life. Or I could see what else occurs. I could wake up and realize that any of those feelings, righteousness, despair, self-doubt, criticism, not being enough, not being where I want to be by when, I could see those for the illusion that they really are. I could see that those feelings aren't coming to me from some outside force. Nothing is penetrating my brain, my body, and my soul other than energy moving through my body as thought. There are 60,000 to over 100,000 thoughts scientists have recorded that human beings have throughout the day, much of which I am not aware of. But I know that whatever is going on in thought, I experience in form, I experience in my body. It is my reality. But my reality is constantly shifting and moving because the nature of my thinking is constantly shifting and changing and moving. 
Have you ever been in a conversation with someone that lasted maybe an hour or more? You'll start to hear the same circular patterns that the person is saying, and then you'll also often hear places where the person is completely contradicting themselves. So they are moment to moment moving through different thoughts, and therefore their perception, the feeling, changes. A great example of this is right now, as I'm speaking, a feeling of anger has arisen. And I can say that's because I'm frustrated with my current situation, the current global climate, or the current conversation that's mainstream in personal development and psychology. Or I can step back and realize that there's nothing wrong with any of those things and that they're really irrelevant to me in my life right now showing up. So what the predominant ideology is of psychology, the truth is because we're all individualized, sometimes that's really helpful for people and sometimes it is not. There are so many factors involved. There's the state of mind of the therapist, the state of mind of the client, and there is underneath that all of the rules, beliefs, which are really thoughts, the rules and beliefs that that person has carried throughout their life as the way to do things, as if there is a linear cause and effect. But there's no way to predict that for every human being because every human being reacts differently to the same circumstances. You have a concert of thousands of people, you're going to have thousands of different reactions. Watching a movie, you're going to have a different reaction you're going to experience it differently than your friend sitting next to you. You may agree on certain areas and have the same opinion, but your individual experience is unique to you because you can never experience life through their eyes and they can never experience life through your eyes. It's not possible. But the process by which we all create our reality is the same, even though the experience differs greatly person to person. Do you ever have a day where you're just thinking, what is this all for? What is the point? Why am I banging my head against a wall to create something in my life or desire something that I feel I don't have? That's such a misunderstanding because you and I, we take our humanity with us no matter what's going on circumstantially. We're human beings, our thoughts, whether we're conscious or unconscious of them, are in flux, and therefore our experience of the world is in flux. So there's really no need to get in there and act as if it's true that you or I need something in order to feel our desired emotion. Common desired emotions would be like love, security, well-being, happiness, connectedness, clarity. True psychological freedom doesn't lie in the attainment of things or accomplishments or even in the experience of love relationships because love is just energy moving through. Someone else can't give me love. It's an energy that exists. It's intangible. 
it's not a finite resource. It's not solid. I would say love is a part of universal thought. Love is one way to experience the principle of thought. Now, remember, we're talking about thought not as only your conscious thinking. So this is not about positive thinking. This is not about controlling or changing your thoughts. Because as we said, that isn't where true freedom and potential lies because you have a preconceived idea of what you think will make you happy or better or more successful. By the nature of that, that isn't free. That's almost like being in a prison cell, being locked mentally into just a very few number of ways in which you think that you can experience life. But what if the prison cell is also created from thought? So that means once there is a little room to look towards what you don't know, to get quiet, once there's a little room for something new and fresh to break through, a little bandwidth in the machinery of your mind that is not so fully loaded with ideas, which are concepts, rules, norms, all of that is construct, either created as a group or created individually. It doesn't make it more real. It's basically, at best, a glorified opinion of the way to do things. But you will always find examples of outliers who go against the grain, who, against remarkable odds, experience things or show us that things are possible for human beings that we never imagined were possible. So when you bathe in this idea of the potential, of the unknown, of that you don't know everything, but that with the guide of universal energy, with the universal principle of thought, always at your beck and call, it's always there, and wisdom is always ready to break through at any moment, then there wouldn't be a need to dive into your limiting beliefs. There wouldn't be a need to obsessively ruminate and plan and worry, manage, control. There wouldn't be a need for that because you would know that fresh thinking is only a thought away and that when your mind is a little bit opened from the rigidity of the rules and beliefs and the thinking that you have, that something fresh can break through and it will naturally and automatically allow you to relate to that situation differently. You have more insight. You have more perspective. You know what to do. You don't have to think about what to do. You know what to do. The thinking that we do as human beings is different than the thinking that comes to us naturally. Those natural, organic epiphany moments, those aha moments, those light bulb moments. Each time we experience that, it's chipping away a bar of the prison cells of our mind, allowing a little more light, a little more freedom, a vaster and wider experience of being human, 
that doesn't feel so scary because we believe that our security or our sense of love or our sense of success and worthiness is dependent on other people, places, things, and circumstances. This is practical because every human being faces real-world difficulties circumstantially. I don't know anyone that gets out of that that hasn't experienced a tragedy or a bankruptcy or a breakup that broke their heart, the death of a loved one unexpectedly, a trauma, a mental health diagnosis. I don't know anyone that gets off living scot-free from circumstance, but the people I've met in my own journey towards breaking away from the concepts and boiling it down to the root, to the tiniest particle, to the most fundamental way that we exist as human beings, I have seen that people absolutely transcend everything I just said. Severe mental health diagnoses, heartache, death, loss, financial trouble. I've seen people tap into their inner health instead of looking at the problem. And by looking at the inner health and resiliency that every human being is capable of, Every human being is capable of that. By doing that, by looking in that way, by reflecting instead of ruminating, by being more humble instead of I know it all and this is how it is and this is the only way, I've seen people move through those situations with grace, with ease, without losing sleep. And lo and behold, because we are constantly in flux in life, those situations, the severity of them, passed or it was resolved or the person came to peace with that. Have you ever run into a time where you knew in your gut what you should say to someone else, but you didn't say it? You didn't want to hurt their feelings or offend them. You didn't want to look like a jerk or an idiot. You didn't want to be embarrassed. We could call it people-pleasing if we need to put a concept around that experience. That is also exactly what I'm talking about. Everything in life that you're grappling with. The stress from the circumstances comes from focusing on the problems instead of the health, making it personal instead of looking at what's neutral and universal for every human being. Because remember, that allows space for something fresh and new to come through, for relief. I've never experienced relief by ruminating about my problems at 3 a.m. in the morning. That has never happened. I will admit, I have held back things that could be extremely beneficial to other human beings, but I'll never know if they are or not because I'm human as well and there is an insecurity that sometimes bubbles up and I take it seriously. I really get lost and I think that someone else's opinion of me matters more than making an impact. That someone else's opinion of me matters more than my soul being in alignment with what value I can bring to this world. Because this isn't about roses and sunshine. There are logistical things going on in our world that are unnecessary and hurtful and cause so much 
so much undesirable circumstance. Governments are run by human beings. Every human being has a state of mind. State of mind and someone's beliefs on the world and how it is absolutely affects what legislation comes to be passed as law. The racial rioting and tension in my own country. That's another example that we're having the wrong conversation. We're looking at the problems. Everyone's blaming each other. Everyone wants to prove their point. No one is really listening. And the truth of it is, if you do not have an experience of systemic racism, then how can you speak to that? You can't. It isn't your experience. It seems to me that looking more in the direction of openness and deep listening without taking it personally, without an agenda, that is where a new conversation for social change can come from. Because again, societies make up individuals. When individuals have more clarity, calm thinking, peace of mind, compassion, then the system experiences a tipping point. But that can only happen individual by individual. So it's not my job to change the world. It's my job to show up authentically as I can, to share the simplest fundamental principles of human experience as best I can. If you're asking yourself, what am I talking about and what am I rambling on about? This is way too esoteric. Check and see if there's a piece of you that does understand what I'm talking about. Even if you don't understand the words that I'm using, the, the concepts I'm trying to convey, because it's very difficult to talk about something like energy because it's invisible. It has no form. Yet through energy is how all of our individual experiences happen. The energy moves through our individual bodies. We are a filter that then has an experience of that energy via the principle of thought, conscious or unconscious. We've made up everything. We've made up mental health diagnoses as a concept. The sensations people experience are real. Of course they are. That's how it works. But the labeling of that or the idea that that's a permanent condition, that is not true. That is absolutely, absolutely not true. I have seen that idea broken time and time again with people that were told that they would be addicts for the rest of their life. How is someone an addict if they haven't had anything to drink in 40 years? They're not. You can only experience life through the present moment. So to go back and talk about previous behaviors, yeah, those happened, but they aren't relevant to the current moment. That's exactly what I've been trying to convey about the prison, this mental prison. It's like these bars that we create unconsciously, not knowing it, innocently. There's no blame here. There's no blame that I'm talking about. 
I'm just trying to share something that isn't riddled with concept and my personal opinion. So the metaphor of the jail, you go through life, you're in school, one of your bars becomes, I need to get good grades in order to be a good girl. So there it is. There's a bar for you. You have to act a certain way in order to be loved, to be approved, to be liked, in order to feel good. It's a misunderstanding. You go through life, you go into a business program or a personal development program, and you're told that you need to have clarity in order to move forward. You need to be 100% committed. You need to experience the pain in order to make change. You have to take massive action. You have to stay in momentum. You have to take consistent action. You have to practice. Those are bars. Those are bars. Those aren't truth. So then your prison becomes smaller and smaller. The more that you learn concepts and take them to be absolute truth, the smaller and smaller the world becomes. And subsequently, often, there's an experience of stress that occurs because you're thinking that well-being is outside of you, that you have to always do something in order to feel a certain way, be a certain way, do certain things in the world. But what if all of a sudden you had no recollection of your past in this moment? What would you do? Who would you be? That's the kind of freedom I'm talking about. That's the kind of potential and possibilities that's real. It's helpful. It's practical. It saves time. It saves money. It saves anguish to not buy into the beliefs, the thinking of yourself, of others is absolutely true. I really love humanity and people, myself included. And I see that the years, stress, suffering, tension, the heaviness, that isn't required to living. That isn't a requirement of being human. It's not a requirement to being successful and productive. It doesn't make sense to apologize for showing up authentically in a moment. Because you and everyone around you is just doing the best that they can with the level of thinking they have in the moment. It's very simple. And when you start to see that, to see that you yourself are part of the human race, that none of us is actually better than another, because that's made up too. We've created rules of success by culture, rules of worthiness by culture. And yet those are fundamentally flawed and we know in our hearts that that's true because if outward success led to inner well-being, celebrities would not overdose on drugs or kill themselves. Business people wouldn't die of heart attacks at the age of 40 because they are overworked, overstressed, overburdened. None of that is a requirement. I, I didn't get a guidebook when I came out of the womb that said that in order to be human, you have to be miserable, <laughs> essentially. You have to fit into this mold or else 
you won't have a good life or else you're not good enough or you'll never be good enough. So I invite you to take some time today, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, get quiet, reflect, play with the idea that you don't know exactly how the human experience unfolds, get curious, test out in your own life how thought shows up. Have you ever had a peaceful feeling with anxious thinking? We buy into this outside-in paradigm all the time, but it doesn't make it true. We talk like the weather could make us feel bad. We talk as if what someone said to us in childhood is the reason why we are the way we are in this moment. I'm not denying that words can be painful, but that's already happened. It is only kept alive via the vehicle of thought in the current moment. That's not wishy-washy stuff. That's truth. We're only in this moment. We aren't in the past. And the brain isn't a perfect organism of that perception either. Depending on whatever state of mind you're in at the moment, that's going to absolutely taint how you recall memories. They've done lots of studies where eyewitness testimonies were really fallible. That's because the human mind is always in flux. It's putting its attention on different things in different moments. The experience of life is constantly shifting and changing. It isn't static. It can't be static. We only think that it's static. But if we get honest, if we peel back the curtain and look under the hood of the human experience, we see that there is no way to experience the same emotion all day long. The mind is very clever. It stacks up evidence to support what we believe. But that becomes a repetitive cycle because what we believe, that's what we see. That's what we perceive. So we are not scientific at all. We think we are. We think we're clever. We think we're smart. But going on behind the scenes is an endless rat race that if we don't wake up to, impacts our quality of life. Let's give each other permission to show up authentically, to recognize the idea of people-pleasing or whatever the bars are for you, that that actually has no effect on our moment-to-moment potential and possibility. Any moment the sun can break through the clouds of thought, We don't have to force that to happen. We don't have to try to control that. We can learn some lessons along the way and grow and open, slowly chipping away at the cell bars. Or perhaps it's not even slow, maybe it's immediate. This is the potential and the the fun in this conversation, in this exploration. Anything is possible. It's only impossible because we say it is. But who are we to know that? We aren't fortune tellers. Nor would I want to be. That that, that sounds like a whole other (laughs) responsibility. But we act as if we are fortune tellers, don't we? We act as if we can control the future by planning in the present moment. 
But the thing is, until we're in the present moment, we don't know how we're going to show up and we don't know what the circumstances are really going to be in that moment. So how could we really show up with wisdom unless we're there in real time? It would be like practicing ballet your whole life and then when you get to the ballet arena, your big concert, you see it's a football game and that you have to play football. That all the time and years and effort that you spent training to be the prima ballerina, that that has no relevance to your current moment situation of the football game. But the beauty of being human is that we're resilient and can adapt. We can learn quickly, we can see something new. We can be fresh in a moment and start to put together that okay, I need to run the ball into the end zone in order to win this game. It's very simple like that. It's not as complicated as we make it, me included. I'm not immune. But the time between complication and living in complexity, fear and worry is very short. I'm reminded of how futile that attempt is and how precious my life really is. It's wasted time and energy. It really is. There is a choice. You can choose to look in the direction of the root of experience instead of always trying to manipulate the behavior or the thinking or blaming the environment or people around you. It's so funny. We have a tendency to look anywhere but what's most obvious. <laughs> Your keys are always in the last place that you look. That's what this conversation is about, this exploration, a deeper wisdom, intelligence, a more neutral, universal experience. I genuinely invite you to contact me for a complimentary strategy session where we talk about this in depth more where we break together through reflection, connection, education, and insight. The bars of your personal jail cell are broken permanently and sustainably. That's what's on offer in a strategy session. You can reach me at amy at amyleo.com. I have really enjoyed sitting with you today. And I look forward to hearing from you, from one human being to another, just doing the best that I can. Thank you.